Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Uh, Chipotle has uh, closed a location in Dallas. You probably maybe saw this video. After diners filmed three rats falling from the ceiling. Yes. Yeah, don't worry. The rats died of E. coli before they hit the ground. <laughs> wow. Poor Chipotle. Wow. I yeah. feel bad for them. Now, that, that whole, uh, the, the last story where people got sick, one employee with norovirus showed up to work. And it made other people sick. Right. Is that on it Chipotle? nothing to do with Chipotle no. per se. Well, I tell you what. Rats in the ceiling, though? I haven't seen the video. Is it actually, is that true? Has anybody seen it? Are there rats falling out of the ceiling at Chipotle? <laughs> if so, they're bad at being rats. Rats <laughs> scurry around in the infrastructure. That's yeah. what they do. Oh, that's not good. Tell you what, I had these, uh, we had uh, these uh, freezer case egg rolls for dinner last night. I love them. But man, they're like norovirus with soy sauce on them. Oh, my God. They're brutal to me. Oh, the way they treat you. Oh, boy. They, they, they treat me like I stole their woman. It's terrible. Maybe you should drink more coffee. That coming Maybe up I in a second. Maybe I should stop eating them. <laughs> um, we're going to talk to somebody from the Washington Post about what would a conflict with North Korea look like yeah. if we jump ugly with them. I mean, do I think it's going to happen? No. But the leaders of both countries are talking about it happening. I mean... The guy in North Korea is saying, we are going to launch missiles at Guam. The guy in America is saying, if you do that, we'll attack you. So if you're going to take the leaders of the two countries at their word, we're going to have a military conflict. So yeah, what's it going to look like? you can't. You can't take them at their word. Apparently not. Um, I mentioned that. How do we get on the coffee thing? Oh, yeah. Marshall mentioned coffee will make you live longer, apparently. And I mentioned, uh, I meet somebody that doesn't drink coffee, and I immediately think, uh, okay, i got to keep an eye on this person. They might, they might turn out to be fine. Yeah, exactly. They might turn out to be fine. One well, of my best friends doesn't drink coffee. But I immediately think, okay, is this a weirdo? Right. You, you need to check. It's just due diligence. And the same uh, with drinking booze. So no no coffee, or you don't ever drink alcohol. I just, what's going on? Anyway, we got, got a couple of texts. Guess who doesn't drink alcohol or coffee? Donald Trump. Yes, of course. Mm. Um, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't drink coffee or alcohol. However, I do smoke meth, weed, and take Suboxone. I'm 25 and have been addicted to opiates since I was 17. Nine months ago, I was doing heroin, meth, and snorting Xanax every day. Wow. So although I'm not doing great now, I am supporting myself, and I don't steal from Home Depot anymore. I listen to you guys every morning at work. What do you steal from Lowe's? On my headphones. You're, oh. the, you're the only radio show I can handle. There thank you, you. Thank you, my friend. 
And good luck with your uh, obviously challenging situation there. Armstrong and Getty. Why don't informing you... the intoxicated for 20 years. Well, why don't you... Well, I don't know. Who am I to advise? But maybe you could give all that stuff up if you get good and drunk. Or drink coffee. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you know, start cutting back on the drinking. Before you know it, you'll be on the straight and narrow. I'm a 23-year-old college guy who doesn't drink coffee or alcohol. I don't because I don't want to have to rely on something throughout my day. I want nah, to have a normalized shut day. Up. No, I, I think it's a good idea. I would love you it. You can shut up, too. I would love it if both my kids never drank caffeine or alcohol. Your I think kids ought to shut up, too. I think that'd be fantastic. Oh, you shut up. I'm just quite surprised when I run into somebody who doesn't. Yeah, I know. I did. Yeah, it's a good argument. I didn't drink c- caffeine for eight months, and uh, I thought, you know, maybe I'll never go back to it. And then the first morning I was tired, <laughs> I thought, I need a little pick-me-up. And then... <laughs> and coffee said, greetings. Jack, I can hardly wait for your next Bible lesson. It's just like sitting at the feet of the apostles when you speak. I don't know. I don't the know, Bible! I don't know what brought that on. Uh, probably our uh, discussion yesterday. Greetings. Dr. Gorka. Uh, so we, the Which Bible dis- came up. I don't. Which discussion it. was that? I don't remember. The Bible came up about the yeah the eclipse and the firmament and why the moon is one four hundredth the size of oh. the sun, which it isn't. I don't think. And uh, I mean, you can fit like ten thousand Earths in the sun. So I just, I just want to move on. The moon is one four hundredth oh, the size and one four hundredth the distance from the sun. So the it moon fits perfectly. is not one four hundredth. Maybe of the. Uh, so it fits perfectly over the sun. It's the Which only is proof one of God or something. Well, I didn't Order. say that. Right. That but was the discussion though. It is a it is a strange coincidence, if you believe it is that. Um they they don't they think that's a one in a billion chance. They don't know if there's any other in the universe that are like that, since the universe is infinite, there almost certainly is, but um otherwise it would completely blot out the sun, you wouldn't see anything, or it wouldn't blot out the sun if we were all right. I wish we had uh, multiple moons like some planets do. That would be, be exciting. Awesome. Yeah. The moon is so bright lately. I'm telling you, if you're missing this giant bright moon, it's you're, you're missing out. I'm changing my name to Frank Lee Power. I thought about that. Yeah. Here's the good. news. Frank Lee Power. That's good. And uh, finally, I feel sorry for people who don't drink because when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. It's a famous quote. Nobody knows exactly who said it first. This person says it's Dean Martin. I don't know if it was or not. It was probably, you know, Pliny the Elder. Or... Yeah. People have been getting boozed up for a long time, which is its own interesting question. Sure. Of why uh, human beings uh, desire checking out of their consciousness or having it altering their consciousness. Who was the first guy you went into the berries, ate a handful or grapes or whatever, and said, oh, 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 these taste weird. Hey, the grapes are gone funky. And like five minutes later, he just felt great. He's dancing and sexing up people. <laughs> well, well, back in... And thought, wait a minute. Gotta be those grapes. Hey, what'd you do to those grapes? <laughs> yeah, the funky ones. What'd you do to them? <laughs> and then, it, you know, it was born. I want to shake that guy's hand. It was actually much safer to drink things like wine back in the day than than just random like pond water, which was, you know, you didn't have taps of it. The, the fermenting water, process yeah. actually made it safer to drink than many of the other things you can consume. That's a good sure. point. Yeah. Also, uh, was, was booze back in the day a lot less uh, less alcohol in it? Like the, yes. the way pot used to be, you know, that whole argument? Cause... Yeah, back in like the, the days of the founding of this great republic, um, youngsters would drink beer. Everybody would drink beer all the time, and it was quite weak. But it had enough alcohol in it that it would kill the uh, you know the bugs, I guess. Mm. But yeah, it was a good deal weaker. 
So if we jump ugly with North Korea, what is it going to actually look like? I don't think enough time has been spent on this. I don't um, I don't know if it's uh, people don't think it's going to happen. I think it's probably just laziness and journalism. But anyway, we're going to take a look at it with a writer from the Washington Post. Yeah, looking forward to that. Ugly is the answer, by the way. Oh, is this the toast of Portland, Oregon? The fabulous Radio Macbeth? Find them on Bandcamp.com if you like. That's a cool app. Yeah, I agree. I have that. The Avocado Toast of Portland, hmm? Yes, the Avocado Toast of Portland. They're the musical avocado taste that everybody is grooving to. That's funny. Somebody texted Joe, where do we go after we die? Joe will be answering that question later. Whatever you want. Who am I to tell you? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We've got this president in making these threats. He also said that maybe his threat about the fire and fury wasn't tough enough. And then later in the day, he went on to tell Kim Jong-un in no uncertain terms, if you blow up Guam, you are in a lot of trouble, young man. I read about we're in Guam by August 15th. Let's see what he does with Guam. He does something in Guam. It will be an event the likes of which... Nobody's seen before what will happen in North Korea. And when you say that, what do you mean? You'll see. You'll see. And he'll see. He will see. It's not a dare. It's a statement. It has nothing to do with dare. That's a statement. It sounded like a dare, in fairness. It sounded less like a statement. Basically, we've given Donald Trump a big red button that says, do not press. And now we're all sitting around hoping he doesn't press it. And by the way, where is Dennis Rodman when we need him? Dennis Rodman, one of a handful of people uh, outside of North Korea that have that have met with that little weirdo and can even speak authoritatively at all about it. It's funny. It's funny. The gent you just mentioned uh, being able to speak authoritatively about Kim Jong Un shares the name with a bizarre and uh, troubled basketball star of the nineties. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. No, not the same guy. Can't be the same guy. New York Times with a little side story last night. Uh, meet Kim Jong-un, a moody young man with a nuclear arsenal, and went through what is known of the of the guy's life story, which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. He took power at, what, 24 or well, something nobody, like that? Well, yeah, we, we kind of think we know his age, but yeah. at the time, nobody knew how old he was. No, he showed up a couple of years before he took power. One time he was on the balcony with his dad, just out of nowhere, and uh, the world went, oh, who the hell was that? Right. That must be one of his kids we've heard of before. It's kid number, uh, son number three. Yeah, and so... Uh, the first two have got to be thinking, what the hell? And he's the youngest. This, I could dictate. This is really Why game... Why didn't you pick me, Dan? This is really Game of Thrones stuff, which Sean knows more about, but, you know, throughout, throughout history, that sort of thing. So, uh, uh, his dad, I get the names all mixed up. Uh, Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. Mentally ill, as we used to call him. Couple of wives, couldn't get a son, needed to get a son in classic I'm a king, you know, lore. And girls don't count. Sorry, girls. Right. You know, whether you're Henry VIII or or the Kim family, you got to have a boy. So then he gets his wife and he has three boys. Well, he decided that one of the boys 
got caught trying to sneak into Disneyland <laughs> in uh, South Korea or someplace. And so, sorry, you're out. I can't have, you know... Well, that's defrauding an innkeeper, <laughs> no, as we learned many years ago. I, I guess you can't have, you know, you're not going to pass along the family dictatorship to somebody who wants to go to Disneyland, I guess. Or so, was it the sneaking in? Why don't you buy a ticket? So he was immediately out and then was assassinated a couple of years ago. Uh, nobody knows by who, but I think you could probably guess. This was not the airport assassination. No, this no. was, uh, well, I did not know that. No. Then you got a uh, another brother, older brother, who was seen as too effeminate. Yes. And uh, so then you got little Kim, who dad liked because he would get, for instance, um, he would get furious playing a board game and throw all the pieces in the board if he wasn't winning. And dad Shows thought, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Ooh, is that what we're looking for Oof. with a nu- running a nuclear arsenal? He's like the uh, Uday or Kusei of North Korea. Yeah. And so then when you really get into when you really ah. Oh shut up. Yeah, settle down, baby. When you really get into the Game of Thrones stuff, and I, I would actually like to know more about this. How do you, as a twenty something, uh, when your dad dies, how do you manage to take power and stay alive? I mean, that is just it's it's ancient wisdom, but how do you do that? Well, I know my dad taught me a lot about, you know, a lot of things. Pitching, playing golf, etc. Uh, life, marriage, etc. I'm thinking uh, Kim Jong Il spent most of his time tutoring Kim Jong Un on a family business. Well, dictating. It, Here's how you dictate. Here's how you you keep your generals in line. Here's how you you sow terror. It would seem that the first thing he did was he got close to his uncle, who was the the highest ranking. Oh, by the way. The, the little fathead was uh, declared a four-star general when he was like 22, when, wow. his, when his dad chose him to take over. Wow. You're now a four-star general. We want deal. And they would start releasing videos of him, you know, walking around and reviewing the troops and whatnot. Whatever. I mean, that's just craziness. But so he got close to his uncle right after his dad dies. He got close to his uncle, who was a respected military man and and had the power of the country. And uh, which is probably a pretty good move because that keeps the rest of the military in line. Sure. They probably think, OK, cool. And Uncle's thinking, all right, I'm good, I'm solid. Uncle, Uncle's in charge, not this little weirdo. I'm I'm on board. He uh, he lets that ride for a little while, as we all know if you follow this news at all. He executed his uncle at some point, apparently when he thought, now I've got control. Executed his uncle, and his uncle had 20 kids, and he executed all of them. Really? Yeah. Irma Gerd. Executed his uncle and all 20 of his children. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, Uncle Kim, uh, I'm I'm prepared to be perfectly loyal to you. Uh, you sure you got to execute all of us? That's amazing. Just eliminating any sort of possible right. lines of succession. Yeah, absolutely. Threatening his seat. Arrested well, his uncle in front of everybody at one of the big government meetings. Arrested him right there in front of the whole crowd. Charged him with uh, not clapping hard enough or... Uh, <laughs> right, being enthusiastic, Not jumping enough. up and down high enough. Yeah, and uh, and and let everybody know this is the way it works around here. As they saw somebody they they thought was untouchable get marched out and then executed, and his entire family. And then he hires a couple of murderous babes to take care of his uh, somewhat limp-wristed brother right in the middle of the airport. Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. So he is ruthless, and and no Ruth, according to this New York Times article, that he must be a hell of a lot smarter than he looks because he doesn't look smart. What, is the, what does that mean? He doesn't look, look very smart. smart. What, should he put on some glasses? 
or something. What do you mean, look smart? I don't think he looks very smart. That's, he looks dopey. Crazy. That's crazy. What looks, does that mean? He looks dopey. He, he, he has a bit of a weight issue. That's got nothing to do with it. He wears dopey looking clothes. He has a, you. you can't deny there's a dopey facial expression that you can have, and he has a dopey facial expression. <laughs> Are you he telling gets, me when he, when he stands there doing that weird salute as the troops go by, where he's smiling like a simpleton <laughs> with his mouth hanging open, you're telling me you think he looks dumb in those moments? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's got the look of a mouth breather. Yeah, he yeah. does. And he's, he's got a dopey haircut, dopey clothes, and a dopey expression. But apparently, he is not dopey. Well, he's trying to look exactly like his grandfather, the great leader, the god yeah. of North Korea, uh, Kim Il-sung. Yeah, Kim Il-sung, uh, who founded the country. And there, the economy of North Korea was actually bigger than the economy of South Korea under his reign. Hmm. And so the current Kim, who wants to look like his grandfather, Whoa, Kim. gained weight on purpose, gets the haircut, wears the clothes of his grandfather, um, some people who went to school with him in Switzerland said he used to talk about why does the rest of the world, why do other dictatorships have so much more stuff than we have? So he's aware of the limitations of their economy and wondered why, even though we're the kind of country we are, we don't have more, we're more, we're not more prosperous. So he's yeah. aware of that. Yeah. So there's a possibility they think that he might want more of a Chinese model or somewhere else where it's still you know, authoritarian control, but we have a much greater economy. Well, he's, well, I guess he's just trying to get past this whole nuclear episode, get his nuke as a deterrent to any, uh, you know, force from the U.S. or the South. And once he has that, maybe they launch into a Chinification, but I don't know. How about the know. oldest son being seen as too effeminate? What is that all about? I, I, I'm in that family. I start tossing the weights around. I start, you know, I don't know, looking at porn, playing football. Boy, don't a... you like girls? They're awesome. Mm. Oh, yeah, boy. Women all the time for me. Yes, sir. Booze, women and booze. That's all I care about. Who, who can I fight? Dad, that's what I find myself <laughs> wanting. Who can I fight? Send me somebody to fight. Got like... some dissidents I can fight. I like the first son. I'm picturing a guy in a military uniform wearing Mickey Mouse ears, you know. <laughs> I wonder if they even wanted the job. You know, you, you could grow up in that family and think, this is crazy. Well, it sounds like you got two paths. Yeah. Either take the gig or, or you know, have somebody snuff you. End up dead somewhere. Yeah. It's rough. That's wild. She's 31 years old. Dad, can I just, like, run the Pyongyang 7-Elevens or something like that? Right. Can you put me in charge of, I don't know, agriculture? I like fields. Although he his path kind of godfather like you know michael didn't want to be in the family business he, mm. he didn't he didn't see that as what he wanted to do but then pull you back in but then you uh you know certain events unfold and and you're it and you think oh yeah you're not going to take us out and all of a sudden you're the guy mm. i wonder if that's what happened i don't know wild though staring down the united states as a 31 year old Four-star general, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, it's just so frustrating because China could do so much that they're not doing. China! But, you know, one aspect of this that I'd kind of spaced off for a while is that they, they hate the idea of a unified Korean peninsula leaning west. They hate that idea. So they, they think Lil' Kim and his empire of fear and bizarrity is, is a better idea than that. So they keep propping them up. I mean, they, they're like, what, 85% of the exports of North Korea go to China 90%. and 90% of their imports yeah. or something like that. Those, the numbers are very similar. I mean, they, they, could, they could end the regime, line the, the border with soldiers, 
There would be no imports or exports. The regime would have no money to run their weapons programs. It would be an even more nightmarish humanitarian nightmare than is going on right now, but it would be over. It could yeah. be solved. I, I think that's what Trump's pushing for. Right. He's, he's pushing China to say, look, you don't want a nuclear war in your backyard. You better do what Joe just described there. Um, China did announce, though, that if there's a, a first strike from North Korea, they will remain neutral, which is a pretty big deal. Wow. So wow. if North Korea does lob missiles at Guam, for instance, and then we attack, China stays neutral? That's helpful. Well, what about when we counterattack? Or is that what they meant? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If a, if a war starts and North Korea strikes first oh. to start that war, China will remain neutral. They're not going to okay. come to the defense of North Korea. Wow, so it's the drunk idiot friend doctrine. I'm not going to get in a fight because you started a fight, dude. Right. Somebody attacks you, I'll back you up. But if you go around to, to being an a-hole, I'm not. Yeah. So it's that. It Interesting. Is that. It is that. Huh. Well, what's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, the U.S. talking more about preemptive strikes against North Korea. President Trump thanking Putin for kicking U.S. diplomats <laughs> out of Russia. And pig-human hybrids yes. a lot closer to reality. Thanks to CRISPR. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I like Joe denying that some people look stupid, that that's a possibility. <laughs> I just resent your childish uh, appearances. You don't think some people look stupid. How can you think about that when Marshall's going to unleash half man, half pigs on us in five minutes? I mean, the, the two legs good, four legs bad. Yes. It's, it's a Norwellian nightmare. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, good text to continue the analogy with the Godfather. Michael was the youngest. Kim is the youngest uh, with two brothers. The story of the Kim family, eerily similar. The effeminate one, Fredo, who they didn't even consider to be, you know, take the line of succession. Right. The reckless one, the next brother, like the brother who decided to travel off and go to Disneyland. Got shut up, shot up at a toll booth. Without thinking Sunny, about it. Right? And, and then the younger one, best suited for the job. Yeah. Who may not have even wanted it, but there you go. Wow. That is interesting. It's a little weird. It is. Uh, another update on another story, very briefly, that we talked about. I have it from a uh, highly placed federal law enforcement official about the Paul Manafort pre-dawn no-knock raid. Showed up, banged on his door, and and and, and, and rushed in, or, or did they just break it in? I think they just rushed in. Anyway, uh, let's see. Um, well, the pre-dawn part doesn't necessarily surprise me, although that's less common in white-collar cases than in drug cases. But if the warrant truly stipulated no knock and no announce, that would very much surprise me in that type of case. Um, well, I've seen a couple lawyers say it's, like, way out there un- un- uncommon. Well, and I asked... Is it because there's a whiff of espionage in the air or something like that? Um, and uh, the uh, response to that is, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> okay. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump saying the U.S. is prepared to strike North Korea if it has to. Vincent Nicholas, official Trump tweet reader. Military solutions are now fully in place, locked and loaded, should North Korea act unwisely. Hopefully, Kim Jong-un will find another path. Now, the president's... 
Sorry. Just really appreciating the performance. The president's remarks coming after North Korea described plans to launch missiles to hit near the U.S. island territory of Guam in the Pacific. Recent reports indicate the Pentagon has readied a specific preemptive strike plan on the North's missile sites should President Trump order one. Military sources telling NBC News B-1 bombers would carry out the attack from Anderson Air Force Base in Guam. They say the bombers have already carried out 11 practice runs since the end of May, with the most recent this week. Yeah, I heard uh, decriers of this saying on uh, cable news channels that, you know, Trump's making boasts that we can't even pull off. We, we don't have the ships in the area. We don't have the manpower there. It took six months to build up to the Gulf War, and I thought... Why can't we just all do this with missiles from the sky? Uh, 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 and from under the ocean. Right. Uh, I got a pretty good idea. Uh, we may or may not. Well, we may have assets in the area. Please. I tell you what. I, I find, listen, I, as Trump lovers who listen to this show know, I, Joe Getty, am more than willing to criticize our wacky, wacky president. I do it every single day because I think he's wacky, wacky. Um, on the other hand, he's not always wrong. He's often right or has a good approach or an innovative approach. For instance, I love what he's doing with Mitch McConnell right now. Me too. You know, everybody inside the Beltway has got their panties in a twist. I I think it's great. Call him on his BS and just let's let's have a little more slapping of faces and a little less. Well, the gentleman from Virginia. So, uh, (laughs) okay, so that's a very long prelude to my ultimate point, which is. The Trump is always wrong media parade has become so boring to me. Right. It's just, it's intellectually dishonest. It's its obvious what they're doing. And it's just boring. Well, we couldn't, we can't possibly do that. We could, he shouldn't write checks that his mouth can't. Are you kidding? We have enough missiles on enough submarines to reduce a major city to rubble w- without even breaking a sweat. Meanwhile, the Associated Press is just reporting that senior U.S. diplomats have been engaging in back-channel diplomacy with North Korea for several months, contacts ongoing. That's like a one-line headline, but that's, yeah. that's what they're saying. You know, the yin and yang of the whole thing, you know? The carrot and the stick. Well, yeah, that's that's the way you would handle this mm-hmm. sort of thing. You would threaten the hell out of them and uh, and then say, uh, and be trying to negotiate behind the scenes but we don't need to know all that it's a hell of a thing i'm jealous of uh, little d who's going off to college to study this sort of thing because uh, vince it's like if you were like a really big strong guy yeah. who 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 really liked to fight and and your neighbor who who uh lives a couple of doors down he was a really big strong guy who really liked to fight and you guys were constantly Almost fighting each other. You are constantly in conflict. And in between your two houses lives your hoarder weirdo psycho neighbor Uh. who's constantly stirring up crap. And he's North Korea. And do you want to be China or the U.S.? (laughs) Uh, The U.S. You can be the U.S. and your friend is China. So that's your neighborhood is what's going on. (laughs) So what what China's going to do at this point is really interesting to watch. I I don't I hope it ends with no mushroom clouds. Don't we all? Indeed. In a striking advance that helps open the door to organ transplants from animals, researchers have created gene-edited piglets cleansed of viruses that might cause disease in humans. The experiments reported in the journal Science may make it possible one day 
to transplant livers, hearts, and other organs from pigs into humans. That was a hope that experts had all but given up. If the pig organs were shown to be safe and effective, they could be a real game changer. Now, we were already doing pig organs, right? This just makes it uh, easier for the human body to accept them, or what? Well, this actually, this this will cleanse them of or, or, or right, clear yeah. them of any possible danger to a human they were implanted in, and expands. It expands the number of organs that can be transplanted. Here's your unforeseen consequence, though. These half-man, half-pigs running around, you're going to see the rate of cannibalism quadruple. Oh, yeah. Guy <laughs> looks delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, he tastes just like ham. <laughs> you can put lipstick on a pig. That's right, Mr. It's still a pig. That's right, Mr. President. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the voice of the West. So we'll talk to a Washington Post reporter next about uh, what a conflict would look like if we do get into it. One thing people aren't mentioning much is uh, the enormous stocks of, uh, of chemical weapons that Kim is said to have. That could be indescribably ugly. Update on the Taylor Swift trial as she took the stand yesterday. Ammunition And the poor DJ who did or did not grab her bare buttocks because apparently she was not wearing anything under her skirt. Yeah. For some reason. Trollop? Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. week, North Korea issued a new threat against the United States, claiming our country is, quote, on the knife edge of life and death, which sounds pretty scary until you remember that they don't even have, like, vegetables in North Korea. <laughs> Maybe they're just hangry. <laughs> <laughs> they're hangry. So was there a Saturday Night Live on Thursday night? Yeah, they're doing a primetime uh, weekend update. Episode. Didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certainly enough news to comment on. They had a Bill Hader playing the mooch. Oh, haters going to hate. I got to check that out. Uh, So North Korea is just hangry. Uh, That's one theory. Uh, Why don't we appeal to Mark Fisher, senior editor for The Washington Post, for some insight on the North Korean situation, specifically how a conflict might escalate and what that might look like. Mark, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Uh, Just terrific. Thank you. I think uh, you could certainly, anybody could agree that uh, imagining what a conflict with North Korea would look like would be grim. Just uh, what measure of grim? Well, that's the question. Uh, It could be, you know, the nightmare scenario, which uh, would involve missiles uh, crossing over the Pacific, uh, reaching San Francisco in half an hour. That's the absolute worst, obviously. uh, But there's a lot of really bad stuff uh, short of that. And, uh, you know, the question is, do, does this lead inevitably to an armed conflict? As uh, Senator Lindsey Graham says, it, it will. Uh, the Trump folks have some real options, and one of them is doing nothing. One of them is, you know, trying to get some negotiations going. Uh, but uh, the way the president's talking, it certainly sounds like he has armed conflict in mind. Well, the way both leaders are talking, because uh, little Kim got the threat and then said, I'm going to fire missiles at Guam in a couple of weeks. But he, he's planning to fire missiles at Guam that will land 18 miles offshore. If North Korea files, fires missiles toward Guam, do we have the ability to tell whether or not those missiles are going to hit Guam or not? In other words, would we have to react as if we were being fired upon? 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, our forces in the Pacific are there for that reason, among others, and they would uh, use missile defense systems to intercept uh, an incoming uh, missile aimed at Guam, and uh, they're confident that they would be able to uh, to, to uh, detonate that you know, well away from uh, from Guam and uh, destroy the the missile. But uh, you know, the question then is, how does this? How would this then escalate? What would Kim do in response? And uh, how you know, how do you go about trying to stop that escalation? Uh, so there are a lot of big decisions to be made by the administration, and there are all kinds of people in Washington who've been gaming this out for years, and now they're going into high gear. Yeah, tell us about this. I found that aspect of your piece really interesting. People at the think tanks and universities, etc who are trying to predict what death tolls and uh, what the mayhem would look like. There are people who have been working on North Korea war games for 35 years. And, uh, you know, at one point they were considered uh, kind of on the fringe of, uh, uh, of what crises America could really face. But now, of course, they're front and center. And so they're hauling out all these uh, scenarios and exercises that they've done through the years where they'll gather people in a room, people from the military, from politics, from uh, journalism, and, and, and uh, present them with these scenarios and say, OK, Kim is about to do this. How do the Americans react? And they get people acting in real time as if they're producing a decision memo for the president. And it's, uh, you know, they're, they're war games, but they're very serious because uh, that's how they can look at the psychological dynamics and say, OK, what what is a group of leaders like this come to believe in the moment when they're confronted with the actual fact of, uh, of, of some mysterious movement on the part of the North Koreans or some direct attack? Uh, and they come up with different answers every time. So it's it's not a science. Okay, so they come up with different answers because I keep hearing different numbers. If North Korea decided to attack Seoul with the firepower they've got there um, on the DMZ, how many people would die? I hear people say ten thousand people. I say I hear people say two million people would die. Uh, what what are, what are the numbers you like to throw around? They're they're all over the place, and uh, you know some of the serious uh, exercises that have been done uh, end up with the conclusion that about half a million people in Seoul, uh, South Korea, would die uh, quite quickly if a small nuclear device was used by the North Koreans. Uh, but, you know, these are these are very broad estimates. The, the, the bottom line here is that something horrific uh, would happen if the North Koreans decided to go nuclear right on their border. It seems unlikely, given their pattern through the years. They're very big at talking uh, in, in big, bold terms, but they uh, have so far shown uh, restraint as far as attacking their neighbors to the south. Uh, there are some people in Washington who believe that a far more likely scenario would be a the explosion of a electromagnetic pulse over Tokyo, way up high, uh, high altitude, which would knock out power and really create panic on the ground, but would not have anything like the devastating impact of a nuclear bomb. Boy, that would be a hell of an interesting development. I wonder what the response to that would be, speaking of gaming these things out. Mark Fisher, senior editor for the Washington Post. Mark, I came across a report. It was in an Asian newspaper, and I don't believe—I haven't seen it anywhere else that North Korea has enormous stocks of chemical weapons. Have you heard much about that? Yeah, they're believed to have thousands of tons of chemical weapons, uh, including uh, some, some toxic nerve gas and, and that sort of thing. Uh, again, this is something that they have uh, used as a rhetorical weapon, uh, you know, threatening to use this uh, stockpile, uh, but they've, they've obviously never done it in, in any attack on another country. So there are those, especially in South Korea, uh, the leadership there, who believe that the North Koreans are really superb at 
propaganda and bluster, uh, but that they have shown restraint on the military side up until now, and they expect that they'll continue to show that restraint. It's easy to get lost in all these numbers, but it sure sounds to me that if if we did go to conflict, um, that first day would be the deadliest day in world history, would it not? Almost certainly. Well, it certainly has a potential to be, and that uh, you know is the kind of thing that uh, uh, makes people draw up short, uh, draw a breath, and say, hey, what are we doing here? And that's why the president's uh, rhetoric on this uh, question has been so unsettling to so many people. Uh, you know, we expect that kind of language from the North Koreans. We've never had it before from an American president. And there's a whole system set up in Washington uh, through the years to vet the language that presidents use when they're responding to threats from North Korea or other bad actors. Uh, and the reason they have that whole apparatus is because you want want to have language that where everyone's on the same page and clearly with this administration that's not the case the, the president likes having rival power centers within his own administration and so they end up saying a lot of different things well the old way got us to a nuclear armed north korea so i'm not sure how ringing an endorsement i can give it but i certainly see your point mark fisher senior editor for the washington post mark thanks for the time we truly do appreciate it thank you you got it how long um, the- i would also say in, in in disagreement with one of the earlier points he made President Trump is making it clear you have no choice but to negotiate. None. We are not effing around here. You try anything, we're going to go hog wild. I don't think that's destabilizing. I think that's stabilizing. How long is the Donnie Deutsch clip so we can wrap this up? 27. Yeah, uh, play this. This is one of the biggest critics Donald Trump has. You know, nobody's been more critical of Trump. I didn't have a huge problem with what he did, to tell you the truth. Uh, And I I think you were kind of dancing around it just (laughs) now in that... Um, we have a leader in, in North Korea whose only objective is to stay in power. He doesn't want to blow himself up. And I actually think that rhetoric was kind of needed at this point. As a, nobody's been more critical of this guy. Um, I and a lot of people I talk to also, and this is not going to do well for me in the Hamptons this weekend, under their breath was saying, you know what, maybe that needed to be said. There you go. There you go. Even the uh, some of the biggest critics of Trump say, you know, somebody had to say out loud, look, we're going to obliterate you if you do this. Yeah. You have no choice but to negotiate. Make that infinitely clear in language he understands. I have no problem with it. Boy, we got so much other stuff we got to get to. I hope you can stay tuned. Uh, the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 